Hey, welcome back to the IndyCar Show. It almost seems like the offseason is finally over, but yet we know that there's been so much news that has came out throughout this offseason, and we still have one more month till we get down to St. Pete. Absolutely looking forward to it. Uh, we've reached the one-year mark here at Burnout Sports. Thank you so much for everybody who's liked, followed, interacted, had fun with us. Um, and here's to great things in 2023. Big year for IndyCar coming up as well as other motorsports forms here on Burnout Sports, the IndyCar show. This episode going around the shop with the GM of HMD Motorsports, Mike Marini, is going to join us. Don't forget to like and follow, subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Lots to come here as far as Burnout Bets goes. The Indy Boys are back in action. They just had their first episode of the season. Be sure to check that out. Again, lots of fun to be had here in 2023. Let's bring him in. He's the GM of HMD Motorsports. It's been a busy week for him. Busy two weeks, really. We'll discuss that and more from Thermal out in California. Mike Marini with us. Hey, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, there's a lot of directions to, to start this. Um, I'll ask this question. When was the last time you were in your own bed? You've been at Thermal. You've been at Daytona. You're constantly running around. You had lights testing down at Homestead. Uh, you certainly have been getting some sun lately, though. Well, first of all, you owe a dollar for the dollar jar because it's the Indy Next program, oh, not Indy Lights anymore. It so. didn't even it didn't even take me <laughs> it didn't even take me one podcast. That's fine. It's all good. Uh, yeah, no. So I I actually yeah between uh, our next test and a couple of days at home, then Daytona, a uh, slight delay in Atlanta. So I got a nice vacation in a in a Holiday Inn Sunday night after Daytona in, in Atlanta, and then you know I came straight to Thermal the Wednesday morning, I believe. Um, so I'm here now and then flying the red eye home tonight and I get to spend a week at home after this. So, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but it's all, it's all good. All right. Let's go to the Indy next program. Christian Bogle, Daniel Frost, Rasmus Lynn, Josh Pearson, Nolan Siegel, Ernie Francis, Josh Green, Christian Rasmussen, Kiffin Simpson. That's not a baseball team. I just gave you, that's not a starting nine on a baseball team. That is the lights program. Talk about how this came about to have nine drivers, the positives of nine drivers, and then some of the difficulties that you're going to have with nine drivers in one room at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, success success breeds success, I guess you could say, or it breeds, you know, people wanting to join your program. So when we first started out, uh, we were four cars with uh, David and Linus and Benjamin, um, and everything was, you know, everything was going, everything was going well. Then we added a fifth, and then we added a sixth. Um, essentially we ended up buying a, buying another car when we had a crash at road America last year, um, with Christian Bogle, we had to buy a, a brand new tub for that, for that program. So that while the other tub was being repaired, then we had a couple drivers switch over to us that own their own equipment. So essentially we ended up with eight cars. Uh, and then, you know, this off season with, uh, Roger Penske, we were able to put together a deal with, with Ernie Francis and, and the force Indy program. So uh, it's definitely a lot. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. There's uh, 50 flights for, for most weekends. There's 40 hotel rooms or 38 hotel rooms for most weekends. So um, there's a lot of you know logistical stuff that we got to overcome. And that's one of the, the major difficulties with the, you know, traveling nowadays. It's um, it's not when your flight or yeah, it's not when your or it's not if your flight is delayed It's when your flight is delayed. <laughs> Uh, and just trying to make the connection. So we've actually reverted to trying to go direct to most places just because to eliminate that one extra step. Uh, I mean, there's going to be several positives. There's, I mean, having nine drivers with a brand new tire 
Um, that's going to, we're going to have more data than we're going to have double the data as the next largest team, which is always going to be a positive. Yep. Uh, we, we have, you know, nine with nine drivers, we have nine engineers. Um, we have three DAGs, we have a couple of driver coaches. So there's a lot of knowledge and experience around these nine drivers. And I think if, if you know, if we're able to pull all that information together, uh, we can really, you know, really excel. I think, uh, I mean, switching from the, the old compound or old brand of tire that we had to the new Firestone tire. Um, I think there's a lot of unknowns for a lot of people. I think some of the drivers that were maybe, you know, had strengths last year may have weaknesses with the Firestone and, you know, another vice versa for the other way. So it may jumble up the midfield of the grid. I think the, I think the top guys are are still going to be the top guys are the top guys for a reason. Um, but I think you can see a lot of rookies and a lot of, uh, of newcomers and, and mid pack guys jump up into the top five, just because they understand the tire a little bit better. And I think, you know, with our, with the program that we have around us and the people that we have involved, um, it, it's only going to yield benefits, benefits in the future. And I mean, we're taking, we're not cutting any corners. It's not like we have, you know, one engineer and one mechanic on a car. We essentially have four guys for each car. Um, plus, you know, a couple floaters, a couple driver coaches and everything. That's where, you know, it gets up to the 50 people number. <laughs> Talk about that test for Indy next down at Homestead that you had about a week and a half ago, the new Firestone tire. That's the first time we saw that end of the series um just what you've noticed differentials um from the cooper tire last year to firestone this year and and how that's going to move the sport moving forward as well yeah i mean the the cooper tires were great they did they were great for the series for a long period of time and obviously under the new ownership the switch to firestone happened which better aligns with the ntt indycar series which you know that's where all of our drivers are aspiring to go so it's a good uh, good connection there. I think it was a learning experience for everybody down at Homestead. The Homestead track is, you know, quite abrasive. Um, so the drop-off was was a lot for the tires, more than maybe we were expecting at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the initial runs were no problem. But it's the same thing here at Thermal, right? I mean, the, the quick times are, you know, 139s. And then when tires are 50 miles old, they're 143s and 144. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's an adjustment that the drivers and the engineers and everybody has to make in general. I think it's... Uh, it, it's about tire management um, there and, you know, putting off five blistering laps and hoping for a yellow for 35 laps to make it to the end of the race. I think it's about, you know, you're going to have to put down a lap in qualifying to try and be further up the grid, go 110% every lap. Maybe these laps are, you know, you have to do 95% or 90% to make the tires last. But I think at the end of the day, we need to be there at the end of the weekend or at the end of the race, sorry. And, um, you know, we have a plan to try and, and, and facilitate that. But, uh, yeah, I think the partnership with Firestone is good. I mean, they had, a, they had several engineers at the track. Um, they, you know, they were doing everything that they do for the IndyCar series for us, which is, which is promising for the future. And that was the very first test. So I think the, the hardest thing is to get started into something. And now that they're started, I think when we go into, you know, middle part, end of this year, and then into next year, I think the drivers of the teams of the series are going to have, you know, much more benefits than they did in the past. Mike Marini, the GM of HMD Motorsports, joins us. We're, we're getting you ready for the 2023 IndyCar season as well as the Indy next season. Before we move on to IndyCar, I'm going to ask you this, and, and I value your opinion on it. Um, look, the, the marketing dollars that are going back into the Indy next series and, and, and getting that to maybe a level that they want it to be, I love it. I endear it. Um, but on the flip side of that, the Indy Lights champion from 2022 ha- has no is not in an Indy car for 2023. Can you shed some light on that and 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 maybe the talent that Linus has that is possibly on the sideline for 2023? Yeah, I mean, obviously Linus approved that he was he's an incredible driver and and he 
he actually, I mean, he absolutely should be on the grid in IndyCar. And I think, you know, maybe his time will come in, in the very you know near future or, or in 2024. I know there's a, I know he has some conversations going on. There's a lot of conversations going on around the paddock. So, I mean, we're hoping that, that, we get to see another HMD driver graduate to IndyCar. I mean, yeah. with David and, and, and Benjamin, um, you know, moving up and now, uh, you know, Daniel Frost getting a test and all the Indy next drivers that are moving up. It definitely is a, you know, it's a program that helps get drivers ready for the next level. Is Linus ready? 110%. Does he deserve to be on the grid? 100%. Like no, no questions asked. Uh, money is a big factor in this sport. We all know that money makes the world go around. I think the, the scholarship last year, uh, as much as as much as people say, you know, the scholarship was reduced and all that kind of stuff, the same amount of money or if not even a little more money was given out, but it was given out in into race purses, not necessarily the championship, you know, scholarship yeah. okay. fund. So if you have, you know, five hundred thousand dollars go to Linus and seven hundred thousand dollars go into the top four of each race finishing, it's you know, it's still one point, you know, one point two million that was given out. Essentially, now it's been changed a little bit this year to allow the champion to get a little bit more money. The teams or the drivers that win the races get a little bit less money. Um, so it's it's going in the right direction. I think, you know, I, I don't know anything, but I think with the, uh, you know, the bring with Firestone and the other partners that are involved in the series, I think that it'll get back to where, you know, it needs to be. If Linus wins the championship and the scholarship is $1.2 million, does that guarantee him an IndyCar ride this year? Absolutely not. I think there's a, uh, even if you have the the scholarship, the one point two million, you still need to come up with the other three, four, five. Do, do, are you more attractive to a team? Yes, um, but you still somebody still has to pay for all the racing. Yeah. Um, and does 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 Linus deserve it? A hundred percent. And I think uh, I think he'll he he'll be a professional race car driver. He'll be a paid professional in motorsports. I have no doubt about it. Um, you know, we're pushing for him as hard as we can. Our biggest thing is we want to say, hey, we graduated another driver from the HMD Motorsports program to be a professional in the world of motorsports. Now, for him, whether that be IMSA, whether that be IndyCar, whether that be, you know, Formula E or something else, um, we're all hoping that it's IndyCar. And I think his time will come. So, I I, I mean, he's just got to keep his head down. I know it's uh, – I don't want to say what I want to say, but sometimes you get kicked <laughs> in the shins, and yeah. it's a matter of you just got to – you just got to, you know, put a little ice on it and, and, and push forward. And he's come over, come through so much adversary over adversity, uh, adversity over the years that I think that, um, I mean, this is just a little small speed bump for him, but I know he'll come over it. How much are you keeping your eyes on some of the junior series, you know, F2000 talking to some of those owners, um, you know, obviously guys like Rasmussen and Nolan Siegel, they've got some experience with Jay Howard's team. Uh, how much it's, it, it's almost like, I would imagine, you know, a baseball scout, right? Like a, a you've got the team that you work for in the top level and then you got minor league where you have, and then you go on. Are you constantly kind of scouting out the talent from the, uh, the road to Indy, so to speak? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's more um, going on than, than most people know. Um, so we are essentially looking to, to have a, a junior driver program. Um, we got all the, I mean, I wouldn't say all the pieces in place. We got, you know, 65, 70% of the pieces in place uh, about, similar to like a Red Bull junior program or a Ferrari junior program. Um, we want to do that for our drivers or for the drivers in the USF pro championships to move up to Indy next, to move up to IndyCar. We understand at the end of the day, we are a pass through race team. We're not, we're not going to have a driver that comes in and says, you know, he's a professional in Indy next for next 10 years. He's, he's going to be with us for one, two, maybe three years, and then he's going to move on. So we definitely look down below. We've, we've already had conversations for drivers in 2024. I believe we, 
I have to check by my my contracts and everything, but I think we have four four drivers already confirmed for twenty four, mm-hmm. um, and we we haven't even kind of opened the door on that yet. So, I think I don't want to say a hundred percent that you'll see an HMD Junior Driver Program in two thousand twenty three, but it's definitely something that's on the horizon. And, and you know, with the new shop and with all the space that we have now, um, we'll be looking to. I don't. We won't own equipment. I don't think we'll own equipment down in, in the in the junior series, but I think we'll have a relationship with a team or a couple drivers um, as they look to move up the ladder as well. Yeah, talk about that building, and we're talking with the with the GM of H and B Motorsports, Mike Marini. New building out in Brownsburg um, shows the commitment to obviously Indianapolis. Uh, we know David Malukas, the family, they're from Chicago, not too far away, but that building looks very promising. And uh, give us some more details on what what people can expect. Well, right now we're in a uh, 6,500 square foot shop. So if you can imagine nine cars and five truck and trailers and everything, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crammed. We kind of, I don't want to say we're tripping over each other, but we definitely have to move some stuff sometimes to get to the bathroom. So yeah. <laughs> um, the, the the new shop is going to be 10 times that at 65,000 square feet. Um, so it's going to have, um, I think room for t- uh, a 10 truck bays. I'm thinking 16 car bays. There's a, there's a gym, there's a, uh, a sauna room. There's going to be some, um, some apartments, there's multiple bathrooms and showers, there's engineering <laughs> offices, there's, you know, there's everything. So uh, essentially we are, we're preparing for the future. Um, we would, I mean, the goal is to be, you know, an IndyCar team in the future, but never give up Indy next. I mean, this is the bread and butter and this is the drivers that these are the drivers that, you know, want to move, move through the series. So I think if there's a possibility to have a driver come into our program, he does, you know, one year of, of Indy next and a second year. And then he wants to move to IndyCar. Well, why can't he move to IndyCar with us now? We've got yeah. familiar faces. Everything's in the same shop. Um, we're, we're structuring the shop. Um, AJ, AJ Smith, who's the team manager of HMD. He's been heavily involved and, and actually we've actually gone into the, the paddock to, to do the development and renovation of the shop. So Abel construction, Jacob Abel and, and Bill Abel, Abel motorsports, they're actually doing the renovation of the shop in Brownsburg. So um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be able to keep it all within, within the motorsports family. Uh, and the thing with Bill is he, he, he built his own shop already down in Indy. So he understands that oh, maybe I made a mistake here. Hey, maybe we did this here. Maybe we can implement it at the HMD shop. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's not going to be ready in, in January or February or March or anything. It's going to be a eight, nine, 10 month project, but, um, you know, we're, we're building, building for the future. And, and that's, that's kind of, that's the goal right now. I think a lot of fans, media people in 2022 really got to know who David Malukas was. Um, he has a great personality, but he's backed it up on the track. I mean, he should have been the 2022 Indy 500 Rookie of the Year. We know that. Um, after especially what he, what he went through with that wreck on Friday and Carb Day comes back, very competitive on the road and street courses, puts on the best show maybe we saw all season um, after that rain delay at Gateway. Just talk about the talent level of David Malukas and, and what we can expect for him in his sophomore season. I think you're going to, I mean, David is, he's, he's a, a 21 year old young American. Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of what the future I think of IndyCar needs or wants. Um, if, if you put him and Joseph Newgarden side by side, I, I think Joseph is, is David in 10 years. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hoping that for him, I think David's got a bright future. He's got an incredible family around him and a, a support system. Um, which which really helps. I'm lucky enough to be involved with the HMD Motorsports program, which puts me involved in with David as well. So um, David had an engineering change this year, so there's there's a new engineer um, working with him. Which is, yesterday was the first day on track. I mean, he was you know 10th, 12th area on, on the speed charts. I think 13th in the morning. So um, you know, getting used to that. The, the 
the issue is, is, you know, IndyCar, there's the testing is so limited. So it's yeah. pretty much, you know, these are the next two days is what you get. And, you know, you start St. Pete. So uh, I think he'll, I think he'll excel. I think, you know, he'll be a future or he'll be a star in, in motorsports for, for years to come. Um, if you look at, you know, drivers like uh, Scott Dixon and Tony Kanan and, and Takuma Sato, all those guys are, are double his age or more than double his age. So potentially he has a chance to be a, a 25 year veteran in, in IndyCar, um, which, I mean, he can make a long and prosperous career based on but what he's done now. But I also think like as a driver, he, he doesn't, he doesn't sit around and doesn't take it for granted. I mean, he doesn't post that he's going to the gym every, every day and all that kind of stuff. He just does it. Um, and he kind of very low key and quiet about it. And, um, that's kind of, uh, what I like about him. He's not like over the top or anything. He's just, you know, I'm here to do a job and he gets upset at himself when he doesn't do the job and he gets upset when things don't go well. And that's, but he doesn't, he doesn't go out in the media and, and dis, uh, and display his displeasure. He's more of a, you know, level-headed type of guy and he's always got a smile on his face. And I think yesterday he got pulled into a, a media thing at five 30 last night and he was, you know, maybe he wasn't prepared for it because he didn't really know about it until five twenty three. but he went in and he put a smile on, he did his shirt up and buttoned up his buttoned up his collar and he did it for 15, 20 minutes, got it done. And, you know, came back to the debrief at the trailer and continued working. What is exactly thermal? I mean, I think a lot of fans didn't really know about it until this announcement came back in the fall. There's no, you know, video of it. So you, a lot of fans are relying on some of the five to 10 second videos at team post. Give us a feel of, of what that racetrack is. Could it possibly be a place where maybe there's a race hosted or maybe some sort of all-star race hosted. That's kind of been mentioned a little bit, uh, but just give us a lay of the land of what thermal is out there in California. Uh, well, it's about 45 minutes from Palm Springs from, uh, where our hotel is actually. But when you come into the facility, there's a, it's like a, there's a big brick wall around it. You can't, I mean, when you're driving and you don't even know that there's a racetrack here or million dollar houses or multi-million dollar houses, I should say. So the track is outlined with, um, you know, all these, all these massive places where it's like car storage and trailer storage underneath then a living space and then like a rooftop patio so there's several houses and, and apartments that overlook the track and there's yesterday i mean there was people partying on on the roof watching indycar drive around which is which is cool these people i think they come here and they drive their porsches or lamborghinis or something like that so this is a whole new environment for them and hopefully it's some you know there's only, there was 15 people, 20 people up there, but you know, maybe that's 15 or 20 new fans, which is, which is cool. But uh, so when you they come into place, it's like Fort Knox, really, you gotta, there's like waivers you gotta sign to get in. There's gates you gotta go through. Um, there's little casitas that the drivers are staying in, which is almost like a little hotel on the backside of the track. Uh, but the paddock area, the track goes in a, like a U shape around the entire paddock area. So you could be on one side of the paddock area and you can see turns, I think seven, eight, nine, all the way through 13. And then you go on the other side, you can see turns one through, uh, four or five. So it's, it's a, it's pretty cool. Is it, can it hold a race? A hundred percent. It can hold a race. There's no real, I wouldn't say any spectator areas as in grandstands or anything, but obviously temporary grandstands are easily, you know, to come in and, and go out. The only thing here is the dust. I mean, yes. you're in the middle of the desert. Um, I think uh, Rosenquist went off yesterday and the dust cloud that came through pit lane in the paddock was, was pretty intense. And then every time the car drove by for the next hour, um, more dust would get kicked up and, you know, engineers laptops were you're covered in dust and that kind of stuff. But it was, I mean, that's just a, if that's a little, you know, minor speed bump to open the the sport to new fans, then I mean, so be it. It's, it's a, it's a whole other arena out here, right? I mean, you're close to Palm Springs, you're close to Ontario, California. There's, there's another, uh, a whole, I think, demographic and market out here. Um, racing wise, it, it, it's hard to know how, how cars would race here. Um, it's a three mile track. So, 
there's a lot of switchbacks back and forth, but I think that's more of a, a question for the drivers than me, but it would be, it'd be cool to have some sort of something out here. Um, it's definitely a place to go other than, you know, we always go to Sebring and, and Homestead and stuff. So this is something different, which I think the teams like, uh, the only issue is it's clear across the country, which, um, travel costs for that are, are obviously a little bit higher than going to Florida. Yeah. From HMD Motorsports, Mike Marini with us. Hey, thank you so much, man. Great conversation. Best of luck with, with David Malukas and the Indy next series. I'm going to not say lights the rest of the way. That's going to be my goal. I owe you a dollar. I'll put it in a jar. We'll make it happen. But thank you so much. We'll talk throughout uh, these first couple of races, and we'll see you in St. Pete in a few weeks. Awesome. See you there 30 days from now. Again, big thanks to Mike Marini there, the GM of HMD Motorsports. How cool is that? They're going to have a place out in Brownsburg that shows their commitment level, not only to IndyCar, but also the Indy Next Series, obviously with nine drivers, that's about as much commitment as you can give. Uh, but developing talent in IndyCar, something that, that, that I've been able to see uh, with the likes of Christian Rasmussen and Nolan Siegel, who are running for HMD this year, uh, from my time working with uh, Jay Howard, driver development, down on the road to Indy Series. So with Firestone now on board with Indy Next, that'll be huge moving forward. Um, you guys have kind of known my stance on the Linus Lundquist situation. And as Mike mentioned, he's going to get his shot. It may just not be the timing that he wanted. Um, but I just hope that we do see him in IndyCar one day. There is still, I believe, one seat left for the Indianapolis 500 at Dry and Reinbold Racing. Uh, there's been some other rumors going on in that race car. Uh, we know Steph Wilson, a part of Cusick Motorsports, will be in that 24 car. We had Steph on a few weeks ago when that was announced. If you missed that conversation, head on over uh, to BurnoutSports.com to check that out. But, uh, yeah, just a great conversation kind of going inside the walls of HMD and and, and really a team that, that, that has came on over the last couple of years um, to the to the casual IndyCar fan. We know how great David Malukas was last year in his rookie season, obviously dazzling all of us with the run at Gateway. And we'll see what he can do in his sophomore season. Thank you so much for listening around the shop here on Burnout Sports, burnoutsports.com. Um, we've got some cool new things that we're close to announcing here at Burnout over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you, as Mike said, in 30 days down in St. Petersburg. <laughs>